Hi, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, bringing you the latest news and conversation from the unified communications and collaboration space. So today, I'm joined by Kat Greenan, Microsoft Solutions Specialist at Core Technology Systems. And today, we're going to be discussing Microsoft Teams and taking your strategy to the next level. So welcome, Kat. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again. How's things? Not too bad. Yep, not too bad. Good. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Cap, before we get started, however, can we just do a quick intro? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Core, please. Yep, so I'm Kat Greenan, and I'm a Microsoft Solutions Specialist at Core. Um, and I've been working at Core for about five years. And my primary role is to really help our customers with their Microsoft 365 uh, deployments and their strategy around deploying the different technology. Uh, now at Core, we are a managed service uh, provider. So we help our customers when they're looking to plan, deploy, and support any technology in Microsoft 365, uh, particularly in Teams and security. Great, thank you. And it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, I always seem to get, you know, towels from the front line from you, Kat. So really excited to uh, talk to you again today. So, however, before we get started, um, just, you know, in terms of Teams, I mean, it seems like, you know, 2020 was a bit of a crazy year, but, you know, anyone can turn on Microsoft Teams nowadays and get up and running it, it appears. Um, but why is it important to plan your team strategy properly? Well, I think the first thing to think about is Teams is not just a technology change, it's a people and a behaviour change um, in terms of a change in the way that our employees are working in their day to day. Um, we actually did a survey um, 2020, uh, a year of change, um, a report. And what we found when we were speaking to, um, you know, different IT directors and managers is that majority of people actually didn't feel prepared for their team's deployment. And we were put in the situation last year where, you know, all of our customers that we were speaking to anyway, turned on teams because they had to, they had to work from home. They had to be able to join meetings and chat and collaborate. Um, and what we found from that is that there was no preparation, there was no planning, and there was some staff members who were at home. They didn't feel as confident to ask, the, you know, they didn't have their technical colleague in the office to ask a question if they got stuck. So there was staff members who were at home who were having a bad experience because they didn't have the confidence to ask for help. Um, there is also thinking about the increase of service tickets now that we're remote working. Um, you know, if we're at home, any question or any issue that comes up, it's usually a service ticket. And those tickets are, um, you know, there's a 35% increase um, in the amount of tickets that we're getting through since remote working. And a lot of those questions are actually best practice questions. They're not, you know, oh, I need to log in with my password. Uh, there are questions around the best way to do something. And the reason that's happening is because there's no best practice that's been shared with staff members, no training uh, and so on. So that's why it's really important to think about, you know, preparing for your team's deployment so you don't get into that situation. Great stuff. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, those best practice questions, I imagine, can get quite interesting. But um, process, uh, you know, is really key to adoption, I imagine. And so what are the kind of common mistakes uh, and I suppose, you know, obstacles, as you've already mentioned, that customers are, are kind of typically challenged right now as a kind of, you know, stage two of the kind of pandemic? Yeah, yeah so a couple of things. Um, is lack of governance uh, with Teams. So we have lots of customers. I, I 
do workshops with our customers and there's so many workshops that I've done where the customer said you know we've got hundreds of teams that are created uh you know people don't know why or when they should create a team they don't know what it's for they've got lots of unused space that you know it's just confusing things there's no thought around team provisioning in the best way or the best use case for a team um there's also the risk of you know if you're using sharepoint online for example you then have you know duplication in terms of your files there's a new space in sharepoint that they're being stored and all of these issues occur just because there's no process that has been put in place for even the provisioning of teams and also thinking about the life cycle the retirement of teams that aren't used anymore if you're using teams for a project you know that project might be longish term but you won't need that in there in teams taking up space for you know the rest of your your time at your employer so how do we archive teams how do we you know dispose of teams that aren't used all of these things need to be you know considered when you're planning things out and not planning out any of the you know governance and best practice um causes a few issues uh, around your the mess that it creates in your team's environment yeah i'm sure there's a lot of organizations out there right now that kind of adopted teams as in i mentioned you know switched it on uh yeah. got, you know and just just plowed in um and and are kind of making those mistakes now so they they almost the planning needs to be retrospective. So, I mean, how do, how do you approach that? You know, what kinds of things that, you know, you're talking to your customers about that have maybe, you know, already deployed yeah. things? So that's most of the conversations I have now, um, is we turned on Teams in March last year. We just started using it. It was great for meetings, great for chat, but now we have lots of Teams and our users don't actually know how, you know, what's the best way to use something. And there's always ways to go back. Um, there are tools that you have in Microsoft 365 licensing and technology that can help, uh, you know, put expiry dates around Teams and help clean up past Teams. So there's things that we can do uh, to help guide customers and use some tools to, you know, help clean up their environment. Um, but there is also then thinking about how do we now do a refresher of Teams? People are using it. They don't really know how to use it properly. Um, you know, how do we get people using it in the best way? And that's where you need to think about adoption and change management. So I mentioned it's a technology change, but it's a people change as well. We can clean up your environment and put processes in place, you know, for provisioning of Teams. But the other side of it is how do we get your employees, you know, to rethink how they use Teams. Um, and there's a number of things that we would recommend, including a champions program, looking at the communication to your end users. Um, training's very important, training on best practice, not necessarily the buttons, because if you've worked with Teams, you'll know the buttons do change uh, quite frequently. Yeah, um, so it's all, <laughs> yeah, they add new things. It's such a new product, they're constantly adding to it. So the buttons aren't important, but the best way to use something is, why should I create a team versus a group chat? Uh, and what's the impact of that on my work? So we would definitely recommend an adoption change management program. And it's never too late to do that. Obviously, the, the sooner the better, but it's never too late to do that. And then thinking about processes and governance around teams as well. Um, there are a couple of things that we would say to help with that. Yeah, because you just mentioned it then. I mean, Microsoft are developing Microsoft Teams at a rate of knots, aren't they? New features are coming out every week. And, and I'm an admin of, of our org and... Uh, I get emails, you know, weekly saying, you know, you've got now this feature, this feature to consider. And, you know, how do you keep on top of that? You know, what, what, you know, what, so, what advice you could give a, a customer? 
We have been asked this many a time uh, with the updates uh, to Teams and the new features. So if you are an admin, you will receive those emails to explain what the updates are. Um, There is actually, so from the admin perspective, you can set up um, update policies in Teams. So you can, as an IT department, turn on previews, uh, features. So you'll actually see the features before they're, you know, rolled out to your end users. So it gives you time to see what the features are, like together mode, for example, was a preview feature. There's transcription and captioning. You can see what those features look like, how they work. And then when they're turned on for the rest of your users, you're already prepared for that. Um, from the end user perspective, you do have in your team's client on the bottom left hand side, you have a little help button. And there is a space in there called what's new. And in there, you'll see everything that they've changed to Teams, um, how to use it, videos and training guides in there as well. So you can set up update policies. And if you're an end user using Teams, check out your help button uh, for what's new. Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks for that. So in terms of how Core approaches uh, this with a customer, tell us more about that process that, you know, from meeting a customer that might be in complete Teams turmoil uh, or just about to kind of deploy Teams, what, what's the typical process? So we have a, a couple of different offerings depending on where the customer is at in their journey. So if there's a customer who has that situation where, okay, we've, we've got a bit of a mess with Teams, we don't really know how to move forward with it and get the best out of it. We do a series of workshops and there's a series of jumpstart packages that we have where we look at governance. So we will get you to a certain stage with your governance. We'll look at the provisioning, we'll clean up the existing teams, we'll put expiry, retention, uh, which is a jumpstart package, a series of workshops that we help deliver with you. And then we also have an adoption and change management jumpstart package, which is look at communication, training, champions, um, to really help you know get you started with adoption and change management. But it always starts with us sitting down and understanding what it is you actually have, what it is you're trying to do, because not every organization is going to be the same, uh, and then putting in a plan to to implement that um, and support that moving forward. Super. Thanks, Kat. And what's the best way for anyone watching to find out more? So if you want to get in touch to either read our report, 2020, A Year of Change, um, or to find out more about our workshops, there will be uh, some links in the description below. Feel free to check those out and get in touch. Great. Thanks, Kat. And it's certainly well worth the download. I, I've read it myself. It's a great, great report. So, Kat, it's been great to see you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me as well. And that's it from us. If you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social. It's always appreciated. And if you're a UC fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can join us using UC News hashtag on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. And our social links are also in the description. And I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching. Thanks.